Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And the month of June, we are getting ready to pack our bags. Yes, we are, because we want to start dreaming about the world of travel again. And my guest today, though, is going to talk about not just traveling for the fun of it, but learning how to have nomadic types of travel, meaning that you maybe can work in other places. Granted, we've already proven that we can, but have we thought about really making this something about our future to also help us keep happy? (laughs) So Jason Stapleton is an American entrepreneur. He's a podcaster, a business coach, and a trusted marketing and brand consultant. And he grew his first company called Trade Empowered into a multi-million dollar brand as one of the largest and most well-respected trading education companies in the world. Six years after founding Trade Empowered, he started the Jason Stapleton program, which is a podcast focused on economics and current events. In fact, it was so good within 18 months, his podcast was the number one libertarian podcast on iTunes with over 30,000 daily listeners. We haven't achieved that quite yet, shock your potential people, but we're going to get there. Today, Jason teaches aspiring entrepreneurs how to bridge the gap between the nine to five employment and the uh, life of a true freedom entrepreneur. And he also coaches established entrepreneurs in increasing the influence they have in their market with the end result to maximize their profits and create a more abundant and rewarding life. So we know I'm going to ask him a lot of questions so I can take all of his knowledge in the next 25 minutes and distill it down for myself. I mean, for all you listeners. So Jason, thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) We (laughs) certainly have had fun trying to make this happen. That's right. It just goes to prove that information that's important is worth trying hard to get. (laughs) I agree. Well, Jason, I hit some of the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you and your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Sure. Um, Okay. So here's, here's the short of it is um, let's start with, I I have a a vision of the world. I think it's good to start with a vision, kind of your place in it and a responsibility there. And so I happen to believe that we're kind of at the very beginning of a great economic and cultural transition, not necessarily a reset like everybody's talking about, but a transition that's going to happen over the next 20, 30 years where we're going to see artificial intelligence and automation begin to push out uh, a, a lot of low paying jobs and repetitive jobs and some very profitable and, and, uh, and high paying jobs right now. And I believe that the best way to insulate yourself from that change and to make sure that you can not only survive, but thrive in the economy of of now and in the future is to do three basic things. The first thing is to constantly and deliberately be increasing your own human capital, those rare and specialized skills that give you value. 
The second thing I want people to really pay attention to is controlling the source of their income. Um, you will find it very, very difficult in the economy of the future to, to really thrive if you don't own your own business. Uh, and that can be a part-time thing at first. It can be uh, multiple streams of income. I talk with people and I say, you know, it's kind of funny because if we, if we think of ourselves as entrepreneurs, and we really are, all of us are, because we're all in the business of us. We're all in the business of trying to create the best life we can. So even if you don't have an actual title as an entrepreneur or business owner, you really are. And if you are running your life with one, one customer, with one client, which is essentially what all people who work for an employer do, you're putting yourself at, at disastrous risk. You know, right. if you were an entrepreneur and you owned a company and you were making $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year, you put the number on it. But, all of it. but you had all of that money coming from one customer. Would you feel safe? Or do you think you'd be waking up at three o'clock in the morning, sweating bullets going, man, I hope I don't lose this customer. That's right. what most employed people are dealing with, even though they don't know it. It feels safe, but it's really not. And so right. in order to kind of bridge this gap, I really think entrepreneurship is going to become something that is uh, that we're all doing in one form or fashion. And then last but not least, and that kind of focuses on what we want to talk about today, is to make that business mobile um, mm -hmm. by investing your time in business activities that can be done anywhere. And, and that's what I've been doing now for about the past 15 years or so. And, and what I do today is I help uh, early stage entrepreneurs, that would be people under $500,000 a year. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business. If you're less than half a million, then we're kind of in that early stage. I help them build digital businesses that are going to help them get, attain the autonomy and the income mobility that they're really after. That's, that's what I do. And then for higher end clients, we do a whole bunch of other marketing and branding stuff that I, I probably left for another time. <laughs> you know, it's amazing as you're talking, because it's really funny. Um, the people that listen to me regularly know that I, I made this, uh, this confession about a year ago. Um, so prior to the pandemic, almost a hundred percent of my business income came from me getting on an airplane, flying somewhere in the mm. world to train people to be better leaders and salespeople. And I knew that wasn't where I needed to be. I knew I needed to be more diverse, but as I kind of uh, explain it all, you know, when you're being fed constantly and I had, I had worked really hard to get to that point, you know, I'd uh, increased my fees. I was, you know, demanding what I, you know, wanted and what I knew I was paid for, you know, what was the right value. And I had all these things that I wanted to do, but I was so busy being fed and, and then, you know, serving up those meals that I didn't take stock of what the next step was. And, and so same thing with people who, you know, have worked, who are working for one company right now, you're thinking, okay, this could never end. Or maybe now most people know it could end. Many people have seen it has ended. You know, how do I protect myself? And actually, um, you know, this last year was the best thing that could have happened for my business. I mean, it sucked, you know, without a doubt, but it was the best thing because it forced me to change all the things that I'd wanted to do, I finally had to do. And I feel so much, I sleep so much better now, even though we haven't recovered financially from that lost year. Um, I can see where it's going and I see how it's going to be much more sustainable. And so now that I, I think I told you in the beginning, it's interesting, the mix of my followers on this podcast, because three years ago, 80% of them were mid-career to mid-level sales managers, um, not all in sales, but you know the vast per, uh, percentage. And now more than 60% of my followers are entrepreneurs. And the individual people haven't changed so much, 
but what they're doing to protect themselves and to have a, their side hustle become their full-time gig or really considering or buying into a franchise or something that they're doing. Now they're making the transition. And it's really interesting to see that dynamic because I think people... I know I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, thank you for sharing the fact you lost, you know, hundred percent of your business overnight, because it really reminds me of, you know, we have to, we have to look at this differently. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. I did that on purpose just for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it really is, there really is, um, there really is great opportunity when you're thinking ahead of how to be diverse, how to have, you know, the money that's made in your sleep, how to make your business sustainable and ongoing. So you're not always driving it, you know, every day of your life that it's all dependent on you, but that Mm. you also know that it's going to feed you more sustainably over time. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's an important point you make is that I I think a lot of times, especially with people who are new to entrepreneurship or or if you're younger, you don't have a lot of money. Um, I've always said money only matters to people who don't have any. And, And after that, it becomes about something other than the money. Yeah. And the reality is, is I think what we're all after is, is a form of freedom uh, that, I, that I refer to as total autonomy. I mean, in a perfect world, what would we have? We'd be able to do what we want, when we want, with who we want, where we want, on our terms, without care or concern for the cost, right? Yep. That's total autonomy. Well, that looks different for different people. For you, you doing what you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want might be up in the mountains in a cabin and you don't need uh, a million and a half dollars a year in order to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But what you do need is you need income mobility so that if things become unpermissible in your environment that you can go somewhere else and the only way to have that level of autonomy is to actually own your own piece of it. And so what I try and get across to people is we're not after gazillions of dollars. If that's what you want, great, go after that. But I built a business where I, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars a year and multiple employees. And we, we had clients in 110 different countries. It was exhausting. I don't, I don't want that life anymore. I don't want that business anymore. What I want are a group of people that I really enjoy spending time with um, and a business that allows me the freedom to go anywhere I want in the world and still continue to operate that business. Um, My fiance and I are talking about getting, renting one of those big touring RVs and just traveling the country, um, going to Spain or to Paris for a year. Those are all things that I get to do because my lifestyle and my income affords me the ability. I mean, shoot, I get to live here in California where most people vacation for a living, right? Right. They come here to vacation. I live here because I have the financial means to do it. And uh, I have the ability to, if necessary, just uh, go spend time elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, we'll dive down a little bit deeper into this kind of nomadic concept, which I love, but I just want to throw something at you and see whether or not you think this is, it just popped into my head. And this was a stat that came out about a year before the pandemic hit. But I remember about a year and a half ago um, that there was a report that said by 2050, 50% of Americans will be self-employed. So they will be entrepreneurs, they will be, you know, gig workers or whatever, you know, whatever it is, which I think it'll be curious to me whether that number changes because of COVID, because I've seen so many people, I mean, obviously there's been people who've lost their businesses and there's been a lot of other unfortunate challenges, but I think it's really prompted people who've been on the fence of, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be responsible for my own future to really make that leap. So, you know, I think my gut tells me we might see that sooner than 2050. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised for for more than just those reasons. Certainly, COVID has helped to to kind of improve it or uh, is to speed up that transitionary process. But also, regulation and requirements on businesses are going to cause people to be like, dude, I don't want to hire people anymore. I want yep. contract labor instead of employees, and that's going to yep. open up, continue to open up an entirely new world for people to do freelance work. And um, and so I think that those things are going to happen no matter what. And I think fifty percent is is probably on the low end. Of eventually. And here's another thing I'll, I'll just mention is that one of the responses that I get frequently is, well, Jason, not everybody can be an entrepreneur. And that's such an incredibly short-sighted belief system yeah. that has no basis in reality. Because if you look yeah. pre-industrial age, you're talking like, you know, pre-1900, virtually everyone was an entrepreneur. Everyone worked in the fields in an, in an agrarian culture, or they worked as an apprentice until they gained the skills that they needed to open up their own store or their right. own blacksmithing shop, right? So this idea that, oh, I can't be an entrepreneur. I have to have somebody else, you know, find the business for me and drum it up is a fallacy. Uh, and it's a dangerous one at that. And so yeah. if you buy into this concept that we're all entrepreneurs, then the next thing is to shed any belief that, oh, but not you, because it is you. <laughs> it's you whether you want to accept it or not. And, yeah. and the more pe the faster you accept it, uh, the, the more time you're going to have to make the transition. Because here's the thing. This is literally, I, and I don't say this lightly because a lot of people make this claim, it is literally the best time in the life to best time in history to be alive. It has never been yeah. easier. It's never been cheaper. We've never had more access globally. I mean, what we're doing right now wasn't possible 10 years ago. We could no. not have sat here and done a video conference call like this on a podcast. So opportunity abounds and, and you can do it at, with a minimal amount of risk. And so I, it really excites me to talk about this stuff and share it with people. Yeah. And it's interesting to me too. I actually own two businesses now. And the second one came uh, through from the pandemic, but not because of the pandemic, just because uh, I find, you know, I opened my eyes to something new because my whole team is based in Kenya. And that happens from a long, crazy situation from a client I worked with and I got to know people. And, you know, during the pandemic, I went from having two remote employees in Kenya to eight. Um, so in a time where I lost all my income, I increased all my, you know, people, but it's allowed me to do things with my business that I'd never thought of. And then people kept asking me, how do you, how do you have all these people? I want somebody, you know? And so we started a second business where we're connecting people. And what it's interesting to me is the ability to your point, you know, you can grow and scale your businesses too. You can have a business and be your own person and not have to grow it. You can grow and scale. There's so many more opportunities because, of how smaller we're making the world by video chat and different communication tools. So the opportunities are incredibly great. Um, and I don't think there's any magic sauce to being an entrepreneur. I mean, obviously you have to be willing to take some risk, but it's, it's really not any riskier to your point than getting up every day and putting on a suit and tie or high heels and trying to go into the office and try and make it when you don't know whether or not the company you work for will be open tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's scary to think that you are solely responsible for all of your income, for everything that happens to you, that there's nobody to lay blame on because you're <laughs> the buck stops with you. I mean, those yeah. are real that's I think that keeps more people from trying than anything else is the fear yeah. of failure and humiliation. 
But what I think people need to understand is, is that you're putting yourself at, at, at real, you're really jeopardizing your future. You're, you're putting yourself at undue risk by not choosing this path rather than, rather than choosing to move into entrepreneurship, because y- y- any day you're, you're, you have no control. You have no control over how they run the company. You have no control over the, the decisions and choices that they make. And there is a bit of a learning curve, but it, it's a, the great thing about it again, in the, in the world that we live in is there are people like you and me mm-hmm. who aren't just who aren't just teaching the stuff. It's not like we work for a college, but we're actively engaged in the work that we are teaching others how to do. So, yeah. you know, podcasting and business development and sales and, and influence and marketing, all of that stuff. I do that every single day in my life and, and I help other people do it too. And so it's, as I said, the risk for entering that market, the cost of learning the skills necessary to thrive are, are getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, I agree. And, and I know what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break too, is the ability to go and do this anywhere. And I, I uh, loved it. We, my husband and I spent three and a half months in Florida, you know, this last fall, which I'd never done before, but because he didn't have to be in his office and, you know, I obviously can work anywhere with my company. It was, it was great. And I think it's a real freeing moment that most people haven't really thought about how that plays. So we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor, and we'll be right back to dive down deeper with that. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And we are back with Jason Stapleton. We are talking all things um, entrepreneurship and really taking this this jump. And so the uh, you know the theme of the month is pack your bags. So getting people excited about travel again. But what I really love about your concept, and I want you to talk about some places that you've been because I know you've been nomadic in your career. So I definitely want some place that you think everyone should go. But I'd really like to dive deeper in this concept of you know getting people to understand that being an entrepreneur. Unless you have a donut shop somewhere that you have to be there and make the donuts, (laughs) you know, many of the ways to be an entrepreneur today means you can do it anywhere. You can have a nomadic lifestyle. But I think that even people who 
you know, have gotten used to some remote working the last year, even if they've snuck away for a little bit, they felt guilty. Like I'm not in the same city and is my employer going to wor- worry about that? Or would my clients worry about that? Talk a little bit about this. Cause this has been, you know, you've been, you've lived this life in a lot of ways and, and I know you really promote it now. So, you know, how can you tempt people to say, look, not only can I say, maybe we're going to get an RV and travel the country, but this is really an opportunity to change your entire life. Well, yeah. And first of all, you've got to want to do that. And so some people that that idea is not even appealing to them. They're homebodies. They don't want to go anywhere. And so the first thing I would say is for you, don't worry about that piece of it. But the idea of income mobility is important for more reasons than that. It has to do with tax implications. It has to do with the civil unrest. We've seen a lot of, I mean, it just feels like our country is more divisive than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And, And God forbid, there may be some day when it's just not safe for us or for other reasons. It's just not, we can't, we can't stay here anymore. Well, I don't want my family, my kids to be stuck here because of the bad decisions somebody else makes. And so that's the primarily, if you're not, if this, this nomadic life doesn't appeal to you, that's really important to understand. But beyond that, um, I was in the Marines as a, I did special operations work for the Marines uh, way back when, like 20 years ago. And after I got out from doing that, I went to work as a as a private contractor. I did high threat security work for the U.S. State Department. I worked with the provincial reconstruction team that did built bridges and roads and stuff in in post war Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, throughout that process, I kind of got to travel around the world. I was in some really nasty places and I was in some great places. And when I when I decided to leave that business, I said, well, I, I don't want to leave that piece behind. I like traveling. I like the freedom of being able to go. And I like the money that I was paid to do that work. And so um, I had been, when you're contracting, you've got a lot of two things, money and time. And so I spent my time learning how to invest my money and how to trade my money. And I got really good at it. And so I ended up starting an education company that taught people how to do that. And it got really big, uh, really fast. And I realized, man, this is a perfect business because it's all remote. I work completely online with people. Now, back then, if we wanted to put you know, 500 people on a, on a call, it costs us $10,000, but now we can do it for three, you know, 14 bucks a month. So it was more expensive to get into that business, but it, it not impossible. And, and so as the company grew, I started focusing more and more of my time on business growth and less time on actually teaching and educating. And so I hired people to do that work for me, uh, students of mine, and I really focused all my time and attention on growing the business. And what I learned from that when I got tired of that business and decided to make a change, uh, it was a perfect transition to say, listen, I'm not losing the nomadic part of my life. I like being able to pick up and go, um, but I want to help other people achieve this same this same goal and, and this same lifestyle. And so that was, that's what drove me into, into the current, uh, the current business that I'm in. Um, but I, I mean, we go to Mexico quite frequently. We just got back. Like one of the funny thing that happened with us is I tried to get on a phone call to do this last week. And, and of course uh, my schedule was messed up because my fiance had, uh, her mother had a pacemaker put in. And mm-hmm. she had to go up and, and help her mom out for about 10 days. And she said, do you want to come with? I said, sure. We packed up a mobile studio kit that I've got. We go up to yep. Northern California. Nothing changes. Money doesn't yeah. stop coming in. We can go. I spend half a day working. We spend half a day on the golf course or walking and you know going to lunches. That's the kind of lifestyle that you can build when you focus the business on nomadic activity. And, and the last thing I'll say about it, for those of you who own businesses, but they're kind of like traditional brick and mortar businesses. 
And one of the easiest ways for you to start creating that, that, that mobile income is to take what you do and teach it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it's a rare situation for me to find somebody who runs a traditional brick and mortar business who cannot make as much or more money teaching other people how to do that successfully. Because yeah. the, the odds of successfully mastering an entrepreneurial business are, are small. You know, it was that yeah. 50% of the businesses will be gone in five years, something like that. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, there's lots of people who want what you got. They want the freedom of owning their own business, uh, but they don't have the skill. And that's where you can step in and start creating that income. I've, I've got a, a dental client right now doing phenomenally well. And she has a dental practice that helps people with uh, a sleep for a sleep uh, apnea. And she's, mm -hmm. de they've developed a new system that you don't have to wear the big mask anymore. Oh, yeah. And she has increased her business significantly by doing this. And she just started a business teaching other practices, other dentists, how to employ yeah. this in their practice is yeah. making a killing doing this. Um, it's that easy. And, and again, Absolutely. there are plenty of people out there who can help explain it to you and, and give you some guidance on it. Which is another, um, you know, follow up to what you said before is there's never been a better time to do this because never. now there are so many people in the business of helping you be great at your business and especially, uh, you know, micro niche, you know, um, opportunities like that. And when you take advantage of them, but because of your special, your expertise, it can be incredibly profitable, but really, really satisfying and a lot more fun than when you were in there making the donuts yourself. Man, helping people's fun. I mean, I, it's funny. I, it's, this sounds so cheesy, but I get to wake up every day and help people get what they want. That's my yeah. job is to help people get what they want and, and to do it with the least amount of headache and overwhelm as possible. Dude, that's a really satisfying world to live in. I don't, yeah. I don't have a single client I don't enjoy spending time with because if they're terrible people, I get rid of them. And, yep. and, and it's just, it's a really great, it's a really great way to spend your working days. <laughs> I love it when I fire your clients. It's always fun. <laughs> You're like, yeah. It's, it's, it's rare because I, I think, you know, when you build a good brand around it, people kind of know who you are before they come yeah. to you. And there's a, a lot of uh, synergy there, but occasionally you get somebody who's just way more trouble than, than, than they're worth. And you and just got to say, listen, like, yeah, this isn't like, working Jason, out. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> That's right. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> like I have plenty of clients, but you're just not a good fit. And, and truthfully, sometimes that's what's right. They're just not a good fit for you. And so that's another thing to remember. Well, before we get to the end, I know you've traveled a lot of places in the world. What's one place that you've been to that you think that everyone should consider um, putting on their bucket travel list? Oh, I love London. I know that's, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's old enough that you really feel like there's a ton of history there. The people there are really wonderful people um, yes. and, and go to France and it's kind of like, uh, you don't really know, like nobody likes the French, but in, in, in London, the people are so great and um, it's, it's relatively inexpensive as a place yeah. to live. And, and then if you go down to say Belize is another beautiful area. I don't like the humidity as much, which is why I live in Southern California instead mm -hmm. of in Mexico. Or, or in Panama or Costa Rica. Uh, right. But uh, 
you know, it, it, those are great places. Some of my favorite places to go. And and we're going to be going to Greece for the first time here early next year. So spending, mm. a, you know, I don't know, a week or a month, however long we decide to after the wedding. And, uh, and that's going to be another great adventure that we can go on. But the point is, I'll probably be doing some work while we're there because there's no reason to stay. It doesn't take a lot of time. Right. Uh, and so we'll, we'll continue the operation while we're out. And, you know, three, four hours a day, we'll do some work and then we'll go mm. hang out the rest of the time. Yeah. So um, the point is, is you kind of get to build the life that you want, the one that suits you and the two, you really need high income and you need mobility. Those are the two things that you need. And if you can accomplish those two things, you're going to be well on your path to do that. And the secret to doing that is constantly increasing those rare and specialized skills that give you value in an economy. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, before I know we're going to have some last words here too, we'll have all your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, cause they're like, I think Jason might be the one I want to work with. What's the best way for them to find you? Uh, jasonstapleton.com is one way. Uh, kind of the first thing that I, I push people into is if I push people into that, I suggest people get involved with is, is I do a daily email. And as much as people hate email, this one's actually pretty good. Um, if I do say so myself, it's about three minutes to read. And it all is about, um, entrepreneurship, marketing, branding, and, uh, and communication. And so, uh, you just go to dailyalchemy.me dailyalchemy.me and you can subscribe to that if it looks like something that interests you and you know a couple a couple of months or a couple of weeks and if you don't like it unsubscribe um, but I really do a, I, I really spend a lot of time trying to make that a very personalized uh, communication tool where most people are using email just to blast people with offers we I really take care and consideration to to deliver some real value inside of that newsletter so I would push people to that too but jasonstapleton.com is fine too Excellent. And before we go, what are your last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I say, don't be afraid. Take take a chance. Take a risk. Um, what's the worst that could happen? Now, I have four kids, so I when I say this, I really do understand <laughs> it. The worst that could happen is you go bankrupt, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that's like oh, just you lose everything, right? Yeah. But I think most people cling so tightly to the scraps that they've been handed and been thrown down, you know, that 60, 80, maybe a hundred thousand dollar a year job that they really don't enjoy, but that's eh, okay. Gives them a good living. They cling so tightly to that, all the house and the cars and all these things that they miss out on, on an incredible, on an amazing life that you can only have if you're willing to take a little bit of risk and, uh, and, and, and really test, test their mantle. I, I believe that most people live in so that most people live a life of mediocrity somewhere between total failure and their true potential, because mm -hmm. that's what feels the safest. And I would just encourage your audience, man, go for your true potential, test the limits, find out what you're worth and what you're made of. And at the end of your life, when it's all over, whether you got millions of dollars in a lifestyle you want or you're penniless, you'll be like, man, I left it all on the table. I, I, it was mm -hmm. all there. I, I regret no decision because I wanted to see. And that's the way I've always lived my life. And, and I would encourage your audience to do the same. I love it. Jason, thank you so much for being my guest. I appreciate everything you've shared. And I am so glad we had you on. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. 
why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.